everybody feeling this morning? Come on, 9.30 service. You feeling good? You're looking good. I am so excited. It's so fun to put like staycation up there with a, like a log and a fire on it, but uh, we're not going to get too much more of that, I don't think, in BC. I think we need, next year we need like a graphic that's like a fake fire, you know, just like a, a portable propane one. I'm so excited to be in the summertime. It's like, it's 10 o'clock and it feels like 2 p.m. already outside. I mean, it's just hot outside, and, but we're in, the, we're in the air conditioning. Are you ready for a word from God today? I really hope your heart's ready to, to just to receive an encouraging word from, from God. And, and let's be challenged as well. I want to celebrate, as Pastor Troy said, today is summer blast. If you're here in the early service, it may be that you don't plan on sticking around uh, for that. But I want to celebrate the team that is going to be putting that on today and acknowledging them. And if you are going to be at the summer blast, take, take a moment as you make your way around and just just look somebody in the eye long enough to see the whites of their eye and, be, and just say thank you so much for what you're doing. You're amazing. And it, summer is a time we focus on serving. It's today it's serving our kids. Last week it was serving our city. And if you weren't around for that, last Saturday we had 130 of our team out serving all across the community. Just ways showing the love of Jesus to people. And I said this last week that... If you were a part of that and you were just like, I can't wait another year to get to, to, to serve like that, well, that's because God put a serve gift on your life. And so we encourage you that would have that kind of serve bent to just do it all the time. You don't want to sit around with a bag of lays around a, a coffee table and do a study together. You just want to be out with people that are just helping other people. If that's you, we said plan ahead to join a serve small group or to lead a serve small group. And here's why I tell that story again a second week in a row is that I want to celebrate that we already had three people come to us this week and say, could I lead a serve small group this fall? Come on, just praise God. Thank you, church, for your, your desire to serve, your heart to love on other people. It really is infectious and encouraging and great to be around. It's just great to be around people that think big and live big with their lives. Well, I'm excited this morning to, uh, to go into week number three of Staycation, a, se- a summer series that really we go all over the map with the topics in this one. It's summertime, and so different weeks are different things. We have guest speakers uh, for the weeks that w- we're away in the summer. We've got our five for five coming up with five of our young communicators just getting ready to bring the house down. So we're, it's, it's all over the place. But within that all over the place series, I want to bring a few messages on this idea of there is more. And I talked about it that, that last week, that there's more for us. Like we are so excited at what we've seen God do in two and a half years but we got to stay hungry for greater influence and, and for all of the, what God has for us in the city. Well, today I want to go with There is More 2.0. You ready for that? Yeah. I want to talk around There is More. God's got more He wants to do in your heart, more He wants to, to do in your soul, and so that we can turn around and give away what God has done inside of us. Well, we're in a season right now, at least in, in our home, where with two daughters who are five and three, where we are constantly managing the expectations of two girls who always want more. And I, I like it. I don't want them to ever stop asking for more. I, I want them to realize that I want more for them than they could possibly ever ask of me. And so I don't want them to stop asking for me. And at the same time, I, we're trying to manage that season where it's important that they understand that they can't have everything that they want. Right when they want it. Recently, a couple weeks ago, we were walking past a store that was selling some Disney princess dresses. 
And I started to try and get in the way of the store. You know what I'm saying? Like, don't nothing to see over here. Like, look over there, the clouds. There's, that, that cloud looks like a puppy. Look right there. This is so, like, don't look over here. Look over there. And we got them past the store. They didn't see it. We just, we, we, we moved them past it. But then we get past that store, and I saw Zara. And I'm like, hang on, babe. You take the kids. I got to go into this store. And so I go into the store, and, and I, I come back out, and I say to Rachel, I text. I say, where are you? And she texts back this panic-inducing text. We're in the store with the princess dresses. I'm like, what? <laughs> How did you let them inside that store? I text back to her, like as best as I could while I'm holding multiple Zara bags. You know, I'm texting back to her. <laughs> so I go to the store, and, and, and there, we, there they are. They're trying on these dresses, and, and they're just like, Daddy, if I could have this princess on a dress, this would be, it's all I would ever want for the rest of my life. <laughs> and because the last time they wanted Disney princess dresses, I had my sister make them for free. Come on, you know, right? That's how... That's how we do sometimes. Uh, this time we're like, okay, well, you can get, you can get that, uh, that princess on a dress. And so then fast forward now to this week, our amazing kids director, Jamal Amaya, and the team that's putting on Summer Blast, they told, they told our girls that today Princess Ariel is showing up for the Summer Blast. I know some of you are excited about that, I can tell. And I, am so, I was so thrilled because I thought, Lancy, you get to wear your new princess on a dress and meet Princess Ariel. And I thought she's just going to look up at me with these big excited eyes. Like, yeah, I've got a dress. And she looks up and she starts bawling her eyes out. Ah! What's the matter? I need an Ariel dress! (laughs) Just a couple weeks ago, the thing that was going to keep her full forever, all of a sudden, she doesn't even want to put it on anymore. This is not just a kid problem, mind you. Like, there is a lot of stuff in your garage. Your garage was built for cars, yet it's full of stuff that at one point in time you thought that you wanted, but now you paid too much to give it away, but you're not using it, so you put it in that in-between state called your garage or storage or your closet, wherever you put that stuff that you, you wanted so bad but doesn't fulfill you anymore. This is the story of our lives. So I want to talk about how, how we can keep a right heart when it comes to wanting more from God. Because here's the first point, and it's a good one. This is life-giving. This should encourage you and lift you up. You want more, and that's a good thing. You want more, and that is a really good thing. We're going to press into this idea from Scripture. We're going to see this in a really cool way in the Bible in just a moment. But before we do that, just turn to your neighbor. Tell them three things you want more of right now. Three things you want more of. Don't edit yourself. Just go quick. Uh, you know, might be more asleep. Don't, you don't got to be super spiritual about it. Three things. Just three things. Turn to your neighbor. You want more of. Just go ahead. How many... How many of you were honest with your list? You were honest. Let me see your hands. If you were honest, you actually told them three things you really want more of. How many of the rest of you, you, you edited your list? You didn't think that they could handle the real you. Come on, let me see your hands if you edited you. I'm going to ask a few things. I want to see, see what you guys wanted today. 
but you might not feel comfortable sharing your list publicly by raising your hand. And so I'm going to tell you my list just so it's like it doesn't feel as awkward when you share your list. And so here's my list. I did this with Rachel the other day and I was like, oh, we got to think about this. What, what do I really want more of right now? And, and I, I thought about it for a minute and I was like, okay, well, I think we should have sex more. And I'd like more physical touch and more uh, intimacy. And she, so that's my list. So you don't have to feel awkward anymore. So now what did you want more of? Come on, how many people said you wanted more sleep? Let me see your hands, more sleep, more time in your schedule. Let me see more time, more vacations. Anyone want more vacations? Anyone want more kids? You don't have to tell us. Uh, <laughs> yes, come on. Uh, anyone say money? You said money. you like, let's be honest. You were there. Okay, good. A little honesty in the house. That's, that's a good thing. You want more and it's a good thing. Watch this in scripture in Numbers chapter 34. God is speaking to the nation of Israel. And he's explaining to them how he's going to bring them up out of slavery and lead them to a promised land. He's got a home for them. He's got something better than where they currently are. It's in his mind. They haven't seen it yet. God wants it more for them than they yet want it for themselves. And this is one of those passages of scripture that if you were to read it, you would probably skip over it. Because it's got a bunch of names of places that you've never heard of and you don't know where they are. But it's an important text. I want to read a little bit of it to you. It said that the Lord spoke to Moses, the man he's got leading this nation out of slavery, saying, command the people of Israel and say to them, when you enter the land of Canaan, this is the land that, you shall, that shall fall to you as an inheritance. The land of Canaan is defined by its borders. Here you go. Here's your south side. From the wilderness of Zin alongside Edom, and then your southern border is going to run from the end of the Salt Sea on the east, and your border shall turn south of the ascent of Akrabim and cross to Zin. Its limits shall be south of Kadesh Barnea. It closes out in verse 12. Listen to how definitive God sounds about this. This shall be your land as defined by its borders all around. But what's interesting is if you were to follow the text and read through more of the scripture, what you find is that in all of Israel's history, they never once inhabited all of the land that God said that they could have. They never got to the borders of what God said, this shall be yours. I want this for you. How do we apply this to our own lives? God so often wants more for you than you are willing to live for. I mean, imagine, can you just think of the thought that God wants more for you and you leaving it on the table because you're not willing to pursue it. This is so much of our lives that God actually wants more for you. It's good to want more. Desire bigger, God wants more for you than you could want for your own life. Which brings us to this second point of more. And it's simply this, you have more than you're noticing right now. You've got more than you're aware of. When I was preparing for this thought this week, I decided that I would take a thank you walk through the house. A thank you walk means that you go into every room of your house and you start saying thank you for things that you're not normally thank you for. And so you, you just try this out. You just walk into a room and you're like, I've got a table. Or, or, or when I went into the bathroom at first, I was like, this is going to be tricky. I don't really, I don't appreciate much in here very often. And then I'm thinking, you know, plumbing is so important. <laughs> you get to the third bathroom, maybe you got a big house or the fourth bathroom, maybe that'll get hard. But I think, like, you've probably never been grateful for things in your bathroom before. Uh, and so you just go around and you start saying, thank you for stuff. And you realize that there's a whole lot that you have that you don't normally 
say thank you for. And this is what the Bible says. The Apostle Paul is talking to Timothy about their, this very tendency of our hearts. And he says this, godliness with contentment is great gain. And we don't think this way. We never say things like this. Uh, I'm, I'm winning right now in life. Like you don't even call your friend this week and say, hey, hey man, I'm just, I'm winning so big today. Like it's just win, win, win. Like it's all happening for me right now, baby. And they're like, what's happening? And you're like, I'm just really leaning into some stuff that I have. Like if someone was to give me a Range Rover tomorrow, and if you're thinking about it, black, white, you know, just any color's fine. Just maybe like a tan interior. Um, if someone gave me a Range Rover, I would call 14 people up and I'd be like, ah, you'll never believe this. I just got a Range Rover. It's amazing. It's the greatest day of my life. But imagine if I was to call. I've never, I'd never call Pastor Troy and be like, Pastor Troy, I've got an iPhone 8. And he's like, didn't you get that like a year ago? Yeah, man, but I'm just really leaning into it more today than I like have in the past. He'd be like, what is the matter with you? But that's what Paul is telling Timothy to do. He said, I was here and then I experienced gain to another level, but it wasn't that I got more. It was just that I thought differently about what God had already given to me. And Paul goes on in verse 7 and he says, for we brought nothing into the world. We're not going to take anything out of the world. You know, if Paul was to just put this into some Vancouver context for us, he might say something like this. You didn't bring a house into the world, and you're not taking a house out of the world. Because what we think in our cultural context of this day and age is, oh man, I got to get that real estate. There's nothing wrong with wanting to own a house or owning a house. Paul is just saying, don't think that that's gain. Contentment is great gain. God wants more for you than you want for yourself. And part of that more that God wants to bring you into in your soul comes from a realization of what he's already doing inside of you. You can experience gain in this moment right now just by leaning into what God's already doing inside of you. So the first idea of more, God, you want more, that's a great thing. The second idea of, of more is, is you've got more than you're aware of. But then we've got this third idea around more. And it's, it's this. It might not be the one you were expecting. You're expecting a big crescendo finish. It's not that, at least not yet. It's this third thought that less is more. Less is more. And you're like, oh, man, I was hoping for, uh, you said it was going to be encouraging. No, this is still encouraging. And this is, again, not how we think. We think the more people that like me, the better, and the more stuff I have, the better. But the Bible holds out something very different, that God is close to those who have less. That God so often chooses to move in your life when you're working through a season of less. That those God chooses to elevate into places of responsibility and authority and his kingdom have had to contend for something in their soul as they walked through less. Less, less is more. In Mark chapter 10, if you've been around church, you'll know this, this story. And it's the 930 service. It's the early service. So I know I'm talking to some church people up in here right now. Like in the, in the 1115, I'll say, listen, you probably don't. You've never heard this story before, but let me tell it to you. But this is the, not, I know, like you've, you've done this story with felt. I know it. I know, I know you, 930. I know you. 
Some of you are like, some, someone, you're new to church, you slipped in here this morning, and that's great, we're so glad you're here. You would normally be at the 11.15, that's fine, we're glad you're here, and you're like, felt? What are you talking about felt? It's just, we don't do it anymore, we did it when we were kids, felt, we taught stories with felt. I don't know how any of us became Christians in those days, because it was just weird, but anyway, so there you go. So Mark, Mark chapter 10 is the story of the rich young ruler. And so this, this rich, he's like super wealthy. He, he drives up to Jesus in his, his Lamborghini and he hops out and he walks, he walks over to Jesus and he says, um, good teacher, what do I got to do to inherit eternal life? And the cool thing about this is that this, this, this story that, that, that's happening here is that this guy has enough money to realize that what he needs is not in this life. He's had enough of the stuff of the world to realize, hey, the, the, the more I need is not here. It's, it's outside of this. And maybe that's, maybe that's why you're here this morning. Maybe you're here because you've had so much of this life, but there's still an emptiness inside of you. And you did come this morning to give God one chance to try and meet that soul gap that's inside of you. He says to Jesus, I know I need more. What do I have to do? And what's beautiful about this is Jesus is about to give him a to-do. But before he gives him the to-do, this is what the Bible says happens. It says, Jesus, looking at him, loved him. And I just, this is so much the heart of God for you. It's just all over scripture. Before God is ever going to give you a to-do, he's going to look at you and he's going to love you. And this goes contrary to everything that most people think about God. That before he asks you to do something different, while you are still in the condition you are in right now, that is the place and space where he starts looking at you and loving you. This is not what most of us believe. In fact, if you are new to church and you just came today on the invitation of somebody else, maybe you're here and, and you, you've heard this idea that God loves you, but you would say, well, I don't believe in God, so I don't know that he could love me. Or maybe you would say, I do believe in God, but I'm pretty sure he couldn't love me the way you're describing. And I simply want to ask you, if that's you, you believe in God, but you're not sure that he could love you. I want to ask you, what would it do to your soul if you began to believe that he really did? Like he loves you. Jesus loved this rich young man enough that he wanted to challenge him to go after something more and better. And so this is what he said to him. You lack one thing. Go sell all you have and give to the poor and you will have treasure in heaven and then come follow me. And you're like, yeah, this is why I have such a hard time with church. You see, I knew that God was after, like, I, I like the love stuff, but you see, I knew church was after my money. I knew God wanted to take away my fun. Like, I knew if I just, if I gave my life to God, he'd want to take back something from me. This, this whole equation doesn't really work out for me. Notice, though, that Jesus didn't ask him for anything. He simply said, give it away to somebody else. What I'm after is your heart. Jesus said to this man, there's a lack inside of you. What was it that this guy was lacking? He lacked the ability to live with less so that God could do more. Less is more. 
Yes, God has called you to more. And yes, it's so good to crave that more. God put that desire for more inside of you. But he might be calling you to a season where you've got to do with some less in order to go after his more. You see, our more is sometimes not his. Sometimes we want the aerial dress, but he's got something else in mind for you. If God was to ask you to live with a little bit less of something in order to go after his more, what would that thing be? Maybe you need to write that thing down this morning. I know what it is for my heart today. When I think back to when Rachel and I first got married and we lived in a 400 square foot basement suite, And getting out of bed, you had to step into the laundry basket first before you could get out of bed. I look back on those days and I'm like, man, we had a lot. Maybe two years ago when we started Resonate Church, it it was a season where it didn't feel like, well, we don't know if we got anything or anybody. And now today we've got more resources and more people and God's doing so many great things, but it was, I just look back at that season as like, man, it it took a lot out of us, but man, was, were those fun days? Because we just, we got to see miracle after miracle after miracle. Say, Pastor Shane, you know, you started on this high that I could want more, and then you kind of took me to the place where I had to experience a little more gratitude, and now you've got got us thinking about maybe needing to give up something to chase after God's more. Here's what Jesus said about that. He said, can I assure you, no one's ever given up anything for the love of me and to tell others. And that's our motivation. We just love Jesus and we want to tell other people. No one's ever done that and it won't be given back a hundred times over. That's 10,000% increase. There's nothing in this world that gives back 10,000%, but God does. See, real fulfillment doesn't come from the accumulation of things. It comes from knowing when you're making a difference with your life. So whatever you're choosing, if if it's not the right more that you're pursuing, it will come up empty. choose to make what God wants for you the more that you're chasing. Oh, God wants more for you. In fact, in a moment, we're going to go into a, a time of worship, and I've already been praying that the Spirit of God would show up in this place and cause you to see the more, more dreams, more joy, more life. God's got a bigger landscape for you than you're seeing right now. God's got a bigger dream than you've been willing to chase after and live for and pursue so far. Oh, he's got so, 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 so much more. My prayer is that as as Resonate family, is that we would together chase the more that God's got in store. Father, I've done my best today to communicate how good you are, how much you love us, 
and out of that love, the life that you challenge us into. You've got more in store. So Holy Spirit, in these divine moments in your presence today, God, I believe we're all here today because we want it. So what we need is revelation. We're all here because we're willing to live for more, God. And for those who just, who would say, I feel empty on the inside today, God. And, and maybe they came not really pursuing more, but I pray, God, you would give them the courage to chase the more of you that you've called them to, to chase after more for their soul, to ask you to, to be the Lord of their life, God. I, I pray, Lord, for every single one of us in the room, God, as, we, as we're in this as we're in this moment together, as we look to the future as a church and we, we feel you stirring our hearts and rumbling within us, God, may we chase after your more. Come on, church, let's stand all over the room. As we go back into this time of worship, Holy Spirit, lift the lid off of our thinking. Lift the lid off of our understanding. Breathe into this place, God, what you are going to do. God, we see this room, God, being filled not just once, twice, but three times, God. We see the purpose you've called us to, God, growing and growing. But may we lean into it out of the overflow of your love in Jesus' name.
kind of love is who you are It's a grace I can never add up To be somebody you'd still want Somehow But me as you find me If you're here and you'd say Shane, I, I need more of Jesus. I, I, I'm not asking you to join this church. I'm asking you to choose Jesus. If that's you and you know you're here and you'd say, I know I'm far from God today. I need Jesus. I'm not going to ask you to come to the front or, or do any sort of public declaration in this place. This morning. I simply want to pray for you right where you are because God is reaching for you. And it is by faith that today you can lay hold of the gift of God's salvation that he has for you. If today you would say, Pastor Shane, I know I'm far from God, but before I leave this place, I'm going to make a decision to choose Jesus, either for the very, very first time, or today I'm just giving, I need to fully recommit my life to Jesus because I know I am far from Him today. If that's you in the room today, say, include me in that prayer. Would you just be bold right now and just slip your hand up and say, yeah, that's me. Include me in that prayer. No one's looking around. It's just between you and God. Say, yeah, that's me. But would you pray for me in this place this morning? Yeah. I'm just going to pray for you. We're going to pray together, all of us in the room but it's just going to be something that you're actually crying out in your heart. So yeah, include me in that prayer. Amazing. God, what you're doing. If you raise your hand, maybe you didn't, but you wanted to, would you, would you say this with me? And come on, Resonate family, let's pray this together. Let's help those who are making that decision today. Say, dear Jesus, I'm in. I'm yours. I lean into your love and I choose it because you love me enough to die for me to take my sin and I receive that forgiveness by faith make you the Lord of my life help me follow you I receive that love in Jesus name amen come on resonate can we put our hands together for those who prayed that prayer across the room today